Support for this program is provided by Chevron. This is Politico Energy. I'm Nirmal Malaikul. The state of New York has a lofty climate goal. Eliminate or offset all planet-warming gases by 2050. The group tasked with meeting that goal, the New York Climate Council, released an initial draft that they hope to tweak before public release in January. Now, we got our hands on that plan, which outlines the electrification of transportation, buildings, and other key sectors. But it leaves some very important questions unanswered. Today, Politico's Marie French on New York's climate agenda and what might change in this draft between now and January. It's Monday, December 13th. So Marie, in order for New York to meet its big climate goals, it needs to successfully decarbonize the grid. How does the New York Climate Council plan to do that in this draft? So decarbonizing the grid in New York has actually been sort of uh, underway for for a number of years. But the uh, Climate Action Council draft plan calls for additional steps, including, you know, ratcheting down emissions limits for fossil fuel plants so that they eventually have to retire. And that's going to require a lot of planning and coordination between the state's utility regulator, the state's grid operator and other parties. Now, along with that plan, the council has ideas on how to make transportation more environmentally friendly. What are a couple of the key points people might be interested in? New York is clearly on a path to ending the sale of gas cars and gas vehicles. Um, It's definitely moving toward electrification. That'll probably require a lot of incentives for people to buy used and new EVs. It'll probably require a lot of electrification of mass transit. And also, I think folks might be interested to know that the council's draft plan supports what's known as a low-carbon fuel standard, which would support electrification, but also the use of fuels like biodiesel. So another big area that the council focused on is buildings, right? Yeah, yeah. Buildings are the second biggest source of emissions um, in the state. And so electrifying um, heat and hot water and other systems in buildings is a key part of the state's transition. Okay, so overall, you've outlined a bunch of different new regulations and initiatives. How much will all of these cost and who will bear those costs? These policies are sort of in the proposal and planning stage. The state has not done a lot of analysis of what the costs would be for, say, your average homeowner or an apartment resident. There's not a whole lot of information yet about what those costs would be partially because we don't know what incentives would be offered by the state, but certainly it's not going to be um, very cheap for a lot of people. It's also um, unclear how the costs will be shared. So they did do a cost-benefit analysis across you know, the entire society or the entire state and found that there are benefits because of the avoided emissions and the health benefits just of, of having less pollution. And since this is a draft plan, are there any indications about what could change as the plan is finalized? Yeah, so this is actually even a draft of a draft. Um, It'll be released for public comment sometime early next year. Before then, they're they're expected to add a chapter on potential economy-wide strategies to support the transition, so something like a carbon tax or a carbon fee. 
and other options. Uh, there's also going to be some tweaks around, you know, just more clarification and specificity before it gets voted on and then released early next year. Also, on Friday, Canada formally threatened retaliatory tariffs that would target the auto industry and other sectors of the U.S. economy if proposed credits for U.S.-made electric vehicles make it in the final Build Back Better bill. Canada's Deputy Prime Minister and International Trade Minister sent a joint letter to eight U.S. Senate leaders to warn them about the tariffs. They called the proposed electric vehicle tax credit, quote, discriminatory and top of Canada's agenda with the United States. The move comes a week after Canada's Deputy Prime Minister led a delegation to Washington, D.C. to convince U.S. lawmakers to amend the contentious tax credit expansion. It's unclear if and when Canada will publish its list of U.S. products it will target with retaliatory tariffs. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our newsletter at politico.com morningenergy. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Nirmal Malaykul, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Support for this program is provided by Chevron. Chevron's El Segundo refinery is looking to turn plant-based oil into renewable gasoline, jet, and diesel fuels. Because it's only human to want to power a better future. Learn more at chevron.com slash lowercarbon.